I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. What's a toolbox? A toolbox is a box full of tools that you use to build something great. Do you want to build your real estate business into something great, something massively profitable and productive? Well, we've got a toolbox for you. Basically, we've collected all the tools that the rock stars of the past have given to us over the years. And uh, many times these tools come in the form of a checklist. They come in a form of a postcard that they're sending out that's very different and extremely effective. Uh, They come in many different forms, and and many of you have gone online to the show notes and downloaded these toolboxes. The challenge is you have to go back through each episode to each show notes on the website and download them one by one. Well, I've put them all together, and I've created the Real Estate Rockstar Toolbox, and I'm giving this toolbox away free. Tons of items of utility from many of our past Rockstar guests. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or make it easy simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 use the tools that the rock stars are using to make more and more commissions every day All right, rock stars. Wow, I have a great uh, guest today. I got Mr. Herman Chan of the San Francisco Bay Area. You know, he was he's been recommended by several people, several listeners, and it was funny. I I got his bio, and I'm reading through it, and it's uh, and and the last thing it says is Gunkel, G U N K L or G U N C L E, whatever explanation point. Had to go to the Urban Dictionary to look what the hell a Gunkel was, but it's. It, uh, I thought it was a new app, but uh, it was. It's Gay Uncle, and uh, and 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 I loved it. I loved the the term anyway. So that's my side story, and I'm going to let him talk now. So without further ado, Herman, welcome to Real Estate Rock Stars. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> why don't Why don't you give everybody a little rundown on? yourself so they can get to know you better oh i don't want to bore anyone but in a nutshell um born and raised in the san francisco bay area um i went to uc berkeley graduated with a mass communications major french minor so i'm trilingual um chinese is my other native tongue um been in real estate for about oh what over 15 years now um kind of pretty much right after i graduated from berkeley 
and I've just been kind of trying to survive ever since. <laughs> um, I was named as Inman News's um, 100 Most Influential last year, or this year rather, for 2017. I currently work at Sotheby's, focused mostly on residential, and been doing a lot of press in my career for HGTV, House Hunters, a pundit sometimes on like CBS, I've been on Huffington Post Live. So, um, you know, media is a really big part of my, I think, persona and what I bring to the table, um, which is great because that was my major at Berkeley. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just having a ball doing my, my job. I, I don't even feel like I'm working. I love it. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, well I'm going to dig deep into how you made that happen in a little bit. But uh, before yeah. we start that, let's, um, let's get into some nitty gritty. So how many houses did you sell last year? Last year, I sold about 45 homes myself. I'm a solo agent. Okay. Um, I believe I did about 50, a hair under 50 million. Um, no team, just by myself. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. And, and so, you know, obviously your average sale price is like 1.2 or something. Million. Give or take, right. Yeah, give mm-hmm. or take. That's awesome. And uh, what's 1.2 get us in the San Francisco Bay Area? Well, the Bay Area is very diverse, just like the population. So if you're talking about San Francisco, San Francisco, the city, um, a 1.1 price point can get you a very nice one-bedroom condo uh, in downtown or maybe like a fixer single family out in the not-so-nice parts of the city. In the ghetto, <laughs> you can get, you can get a little, for $1.1 million. We, okay. we don't say two, those two G words. We don't say ghetto or gentrification in our, in our business. Oh, you thing. don't? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm just <being> <laughs> but, but you're right <laughs> interesting okay yeah you know what's funny because i had uh, barbara corcoran on and you know she she's very out loud very much speaks mm-hmm. her mind and um i asked her how she decides because she owns a ton of real estate in new york and i said uh, how how do you decide where to go you know how do you find where to buy mm-hmm. and she goes oh gay waiters <laughs> I said gay waiters and she said yeah she said she said I, I go to restaurants I talk to gay waiters and wherever they live I buy real estate in and I was like really? No, I, I think I remember hearing her interview she said that they were pretty much where the artistic uh, people are moving towards and they yeah. can't afford the areas which have been you know overpriced but they have enough taste to kind of start to remake um, a neighborhood and I thought she was very spot on um, it's not the most politically correct thing to say but she's she's absolutely right <laughs> yeah that was funny yeah she said the poor artistic or something like that the poor artistic she said let me rephrase that <laughs> <laughs> she's a smart lady <laughs> all right so uh, well that's really cool so um, so what was your G- what was your ECI Herman your ego commission income what does that mean? What is what is it? What that means that? like you you your all your commissions added together that would make, you know, Sotheby's put you on stage and say, Herman is the number one agent. Or, oh, or, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I would say let's say I sold about fifteen million last year. So um, if you do the math backward, that's probably around like nine hundred ish, give or take. So I can't complain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that that would probably be like your average commission there if it was say it was between 2 and 3%, it would be more than that, right? No. Oh, that would be 2%. 900, right? For now. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, I mean, okay. about Yeah, maybe about 900,000. So, yeah, 900ish to a million. Okay. okay so. I got you. I got you. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm wrong. And then uh, what was your profit margin? 
you know, the funny thing about me is that I actually have a very big margin um, in that I don't have an overhead for a big team. I know some people post like, you know, 200 million, but they've got like a team of 20 people. So you really divide that by 20 and you really don't have very much to. You know, I know. That's why I always ask this question. Yeah, this is and this is great. I mean, you're a solo agent. <laughs> Who makes a million dollars gross, and then your net? I mean, what do you what do you spend? Right, you probably spend less than a hundred grand, right? Well, well, I mean, it, it depends on certain properties. Like, I've got this seven point five million listing right now, which I've spent probably like forty k of my own money on. But that's like a special case. Like, in, in general, you know, I believe that they what they teach you and what they expect for you to do as a real estate agent is they they say allocate around like 30 percent of your, you know, um, profit towards your marketing and invest back in yourself. And I think that was certainly true to, you know, in a certain era of, and I see older agents do this. They, they invest a lot in print and farming and stuff like that. But I'm just, I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit more millennial in that way. And that I don't, I just don't feel that return is there. And I, I rather would invest in things which are evergreen and live in perpetuity, like on social media, for example, that cost me practically nothing because <laughs> I'm doing it already, right? I'm living online. And so, um, you know, without a team overhead and without like a lot of paper overhead advertising costs, I mean, I, I, if you think about it, my, my margins are probably a lot bigger than most agents. But I've been doing it for 15 years, too. So I have that, like, sphere of people. And I, Oh, and another thing, too, I live in the same area where I and I work in the same area where I grew up versus a lot of people just kind of move into an area and start a career as a real estate agent. But, like, that's very difficult because you're, you're selling to strangers. <laughs> yeah. You know, I pretty much when I decided after I, I left Berkeley – I had a really brief stint somewhere else, which we can talk about later on if you want. But, um, you know, my sphere was my sphere. It's like I, my fan, my family, my co-work. I mean, it was just already built in. I didn't have to start from scratch. So in some ways, you know, what people have to invest in in terms of their marketing and overhead, I didn't really have to do because I just, you know, it was just people I knew who my whole life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. So, so you don't, I like that statement. I don't really sell to strangers. Oh heavens! I think that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just I you know I I really advocate because I, I speak at NAR and CAR and different these big like you know real estate conferences and sometimes the things that I hear some of the speakers say and I, I guess it's just you have to be of a certain personality like they some people really encourage door knocking. And I'm thinking, you can't do that in here. You, you'll get shot. You, you, this is not what you do. Oh, here. really? Yeah, right. 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 And um, it's it's just. I think it's a it's a mindset of if you're groveling for business, just begging mm. for strangers to work with you already. When you start the transaction, you're kind of like chasing after them, and they're above you. And mm. I don't like that I, I mean i really want people to come to me wow. i mean if they're a stranger i want them to feel like they are privileged to work with me and they they sought me out because they saw me somewhere on tv or an article and then they they that way that the dynamic is not where it's flipped and i'm trying to chase after them and hope they don't like twirl off and abandon me <laughs> you know and most agents operate in that way oh my gosh if i lose this client i'm gonna be screwed and right that, it's that rejection just, it, yes and i, I think some clients do like agents who are like that because they're mm. the ones in control, but yeah. it makes for a terrible, I'd rather just not work with people like that. I, I, I just, I, I want to, for you. and what a better life you have. 
Well, that's, that's the goal. That's you the know, aim, at least. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be. <laughs> you're working with friends. Happening. So th- this is great because normally I ask, you, you know, how do you get business? But uh, I'm going to reframe that from now on to say, how do you? How does business come to you? Yes. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so let me ask you that, Herman. So how does business come to you? Well, I think there's multiple avenues. Um, as I mentioned before, I, I'm very fortunate to work and have grown up in the same area where I'm, I'm you know, I've launched my career. So a lot of it is just family referrals and friends. So that's a really, really big sphere. Well, and, how do you how do you um, get people? People friends. say that people say that kind of as a throwaway thing. Oh, it's my sphere. It's my sphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, it's like, a cliche. People, I mean, people, people are asking like, give, give me a real way to connect with my sphere. Is it like calling people or writing letters to them? I mean, I, I suppose so. Uh, but for me. I'm 39 and next week is my birthday, and um, I'm kind of like a half millennial. I don't. I'm not really in that. I'm more Gen X, I guess. If you want to, want to, you know. But I, I, a lot of people live nowadays on Facebook, and when I first started Facebook, it was just like a social thing, and yeah, it's partly business. But honestly, my business page. I mean, sure, I have one, but frankly, the people who I grew up with and I went to school with are hanging on Facebook too. They somehow know I'm in real estate just by nature of my posts in my personal page, and that has just been such a great like driver for me. Like I, this one story, like this one bully in high school who was just said, you know, probably two words to me in high school, and they weren't very nice words. <laughs> Anyways, he was on my Facebook page, and I haven't talked to him in like years. And he just pinged me all of a sudden and says, "Oh, I'm getting married, and I need to buy a house." And I just thought to myself, "Wow, it, it, it is really the power of uh, uh, of this, these social feeds that I'm dripping out over just living my life." And mm-hmm. and people who I talked to in 20 years, you know, keep me in their mind for real estate. <laughs> people who I don't actually don't like it from high school, but I mean, I think that yeah, right. Cool. But but you know, everyone was immature and. And, and then, so what did, did you bring it up? Did you said, you know, did you bring up the fact that he, that he bullied you or, or did you say, Hey, you know, I'll sell you a house. Oh, I didn't bring it up at all because you know what? I'll <laughs> the lead, please. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, I'm sure I was a jack. I'm sure I was silly too. So I, I can't, yeah. you know, like oh, you said, yeah. everyone's so <laughs> a little. That's you know, funny. They high school, so. And so, um, so, so specifically, you really don't do anything. You just kind of breathe Herman Chan and, and it happens, huh? You just breathe yourself well, on Facebook. You just breathe yourself <laughs> at the coffee shop. That, you that, just breathe yourself at, at, at parties and it just comes to you. Well, there's, I suppose, an art to it. Um, I don't, I don't want to make it sound so reductive, and I, I do want to leave your listeners with some type of, of plan. Um, I, I guess I live my life very carefully, and there's the notion of private and public. Back in the day, like some of the older agents are very confused about, like, why would you post that on Facebook? Or why, why would you tell people what you personally do in your personal life, and that you're part of this PTA group or dog group? And I, I tell them. You know, there, there's first of all, if someone wants to know about you, they're going to find out eventually because this everything's out there on the internet, right? So there, there's no division. Every everything that I post on my internet and my website and my my social media and my even my interactions, if I bump into people um, at the grocery store, I it's all curated. It's all curated because I know anything can be put up immediately on Snapchat or something. Like mm-hmm. one time I was at an open house and like I didn't know this person was filming me. <laughs> and like seven years ago it was 
like a, an offense like oh my god you need my permission but right people are people that that's just not the culture now and you have to understand that you are always on you, you are. are always on <laughs> you're always being I interviewed mean, in a way and i i don't like things on my social feeds i it, i always bring it back to real estate or kind of just my brand and i hate that word because it sounds so like contrived but it's really we live in an era of brands now so you know it, it sounds calculating but it's true like i make sure that what I post on my, my Instagram feed, for example, is real estate, design, decor, some pictures of me, maybe a little bit of my, my niece and nephew or something, just to kind of throw it, make it a little more personal. But it is like, you, you get my you get instantaneously when you see a wall of images what I'm about. And people aren't confused about my pictures of food and, you know, my kid's soccer practice or something that just doesn't have nothing to do with real estate. It's like it, people mm. have such short attention spans now. They look on your Twitter. They look on your – it's like they, they make right. a snap decision on you in like literally like 10 seconds. Um, so <laughs> so I, I, you embraced I, it. I, I kind of get the feeling like uh, at first you were offended. Like, like and I understand my kids will take a Snapchat of the poor guy sitting on the bus in front of them and, and – take a picture of the back of his head and then make a circle and say bald spot with an arrow, <laughs> you know, dude on bus in front of me. And I'm like, really? And, uh, but that's the world we live in. And it sounds like a first seven years ago, or whatever you were offended by that. And that, then you said, you know what, I'm going to embrace this and just breathe this and make this happen. And when you embraced it, you went on to get, you know, get on HGTV and, and, and CBS and all yeah. these shows and stuff like that. So can you take us through that evolution of, um, how, like if someone's listening, what is the best way if I'm in, um, you know, another part of the country listening, what is the best way for me to become a brand and get on television and get on well, uh, <laughs> like, like you have? Well, um, you know, I never, it was never really a, a, a manipulated thing. I was just a regular Joe Schmo agent, just hawking a couple homes, you know, to do my best. And it was very serendipitous in that I got a call from a producer who was filming a show which is no longer on the air called um, What's My House Worth? The realtor who was cast apparently just was camera shy or didn't want to be on it for some reason bailed. And so they called me as last minute fill in. So I went on the show and I did really well because I'm very chatty uh, and um, a cheap bones to die for. And then this person just kind of kept um, calling me for different shows that they were on. And so that kind of launched a lot of my TV appearances. But in reality, not everyone has that chance. I understand. I want to make it palatable for everyone who's listening. It's like, I just used that one episode to launch other things. I took every screenshot I could. I made sure I blogged about it. I, I, I squeezed every last drop I could to make me an expert because in this era now, perception is reality. It didn't matter at that point that I was only selling like 12 homes a year, you know, like a long, long time ago. I mean, I all I knew was I have this like leverage. I have this something I could brag about. <laughs> I was on TV for a snippet. I just milked it. <laughs> and so um, people like, how do I do that for myself? Well, you know, the, what you do is you talk to your local newspaper, talk to your, uh, who, they, they love having people write um, articles, like guest articles. Talk to the person who, who has the real estate beat in your area or even reach out to even your local CBS or PBS affiliate. I mean, they're all, their reporters are starved for sound bites from local experts be that local expert for your local locality <laughs> and you know once you get that little one sound bite or that little split second on tv milk it <laughs> because honestly buyers out there 
we are media. We are media consumption society. If they just see you on TV, for some reason, it just means you're an expert. Wow. If, you know, ABC local news put this person on TV, all of a sudden that, that must mean they're somebody. They must mean they're an expert. <laughs> so it's all about, again, curating your brand and making sure that everything you do kind of drives back to the notion that you are an expert in what you do and, and, and that you are this like shining star that people want to work with. Don't grovel for business. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have commission breath. <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs> Podcasts Nation. Boy, listen, the emails, Facebook comments, everything is blowing up with regards to episode 500. Dale Archdeacon and Sam Monreal, the premier experts on real estate leads in the world, I would say, were on, and it was a phenomenal show. They have a class on Rebus University. They have three classes that are being offered at 195 bucks each, the Certified Outbound Lead Specialist, Certified Inbound Lead Specialist, and the Certified ISA Manager course, all with a ton of videos, a ton of tests, and a ton of special downloads to help you build your outbound leads, your inbound leads, and your ISA teams. And so we are offering them for a hundred people only, a hundred people only, we're giving a bundle. And in that bundle, you're going to get all three and you get them all three for 495 bucks, or you can buy them separately for 195 bucks each. You know, take the shortcut, avoid all the mistakes, you know, the right way to do it from the beginning right out of the gate turnkey and easy improve your lead conversion improve your roi more commission dollars i mean just get the roadmap from proven experts your return on investment of 495 bucks is tenfold just from one sale maybe 20 fold just from one sale i mean the cost of this course has a massive return on investment a massive one Look at the five-star reviews on rebusuniversity.com of all of our other courses, and you'll see that uh, we don't make crap. We make courses that are phenomenal, and these are some of the best. We have a 100% money-back guarantee, and again, it's proven experts who walk the talk. They don't just teach it. They're in the trenches every day. Now, when I did the interview with them on episode 500, they offered their emails to the world and I'm like, dude, you do not want this. This could be a mistake. I said, let's just make this bundle. We'll make it a hundred people for the bundle. We'll close it after a hundred and anybody that gets the bundle will give them out your emails. So that's what we're going to do. Not only do you get the bundle, but you're going to get their private emails so you can email them questions you have as you go along or just email them and say hello and that will be only for the first hundred people that jump on this one way to get it and that's just the text bundle text bundle b-u-n-d-l-e to 444-999 just text bundle to 444-999 get the isa manager course the outbound lead and the inbound lead course all in one this one is one of the best trust me that's bundle <laughs> that's bundle to 444-999 text the word bundle now
I love how you've built on a success, how you said you build on a success. Cause I talk about that in my book, step five build, which is, you know, build on a success up. Don't just, just, you know, if you're a real estate agent and you sell a house in a neighborhood, don't go to a different neighborhood and try to build a farm, go to that neighborhood and try to, you know, build on that success up, you know, leverage right. that success. You know, you're the neighborhood expert that, all of a sudden. Break where you're strong, break mm. where you're strong. Break. I love and, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think some people, I feel maybe want an agent, they, they try to be everything to everybody. And I, because you don't want to say no to anyone, especially if you're new in the business and struggling. Um, but sometimes if you don't define yourself or what your niche is, whether it's geographical or the type of properties you specialize in, I think you don't, you, you get bland clients too, who maybe just are kind of nilly willy. Like if you cement your, uh, personality and your expertise on a certain a niche, I, I just think that emphasizes your your cred so much more. People are looking for validation. We, we, we live in this like time of social validation, right? It's like people don't look at your resume. What do they look at when, they, when they're trying to interview a real estate agent? They look at your Yelp. They look at your Twitter feed. They, they, they look for other social cues to validate that you are what you say you are. <laughs> um, and so just realize that when you're out there doing stuff, like whenever I close something, I always ask, ask for Yelp reviews, always. You know, even from, even from the other agent. Because I know those things mean so much more. So <laughs> how? Much okay, more. so how do you do it? How do you, give us like your script or how do you do that? And will another agent really give you a Yelp review? Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, yes. I mean, the smart ones will. Right, because I mean, then your reciprocity, you'll give them one back, right? Right, exactly. Well, I mean, I only do it if it's a good. If we had a really rough one, I trust me, I don't ask. But I mean, like, <laughs> like you know, most of my my deals are very smooth and and they are happy. So I'll just at the end say, hey, you know what? I don't know if you have a Yelp or Google Plus review page or something, but you know, would you want to do a review exchange? Um, you know, I had a great experience with you, and if you have one with me, please. Um, you know, feel free to post something. And most people usually do. Most people usually do. It's, it's just really because, because it's symbiotic. It's right. symbiotic. It's not, and it's not, you're not gaming the system either because honestly, like some people say, oh, no, that's it's fake. It's not fake. It's like I, I had a great experience with them as a real estate agent uh, as a, on the other side and vice versa. So, I mean, why not? They help me. I help them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that's a brilliant idea. So how do you and and it lives forever online too? And so I just feel like um, you know it's just it's as opposed to taking out an ad that you sold a house in a neighborhood, which is lovely for the moment, but you know like half that stuff lines bird cages. So you know just <laughs> you know yeah, social validation is is where people should be focusing a lot of their effort and energy as real estate agents, I believe. So what um what's your favorite uh, phone app? Uh, Herman, that you're using that helps you in your business now? Oh, you know what? Um, I'm starting to explore um, starting a team because I'm just completely maxed out with the number of hours I can possibly work and number of homes, homes I can sell. So I thought I need to start a team. And so I have these um, um, new agents and they introduced me to this um, app called Slack. And I'm getting really used to it now. It's just this lovely way to kind of interact with everybody on my team or on a on a group of uh transactions and you can like have these different threads that manage all of the little details in um, <laughs> that, that deal and it's all in one place and it syncs up to your google calendar too and it, it's almost like a like a mini management flow 
app, and I, it's called Slack, and I, I'm really getting into it right now. So, you know, ask me in six months. I love <laughs> it. I use it. I use it, and it's brilliant. And uh, I'll plus that. What um, what I did, and it's a great way for assistance. And there's a lot of real estate assistants on here. Is mm. if you go to Upwork. Upwork.com, and they have an app, too, that I use. You can get anything done virtually. I mean, you could type in, like, your CRM that you use, or you Mm -hmm. could type in whatever you use. Let's say your CRM is top producer or or whatever. You can type that in, and people that use that or understand that will show up on Upwork, and then you can hire them. And if you don't like them, you could fire them with a click of a mouse, so there's no attachment there. Um, if you don't want there to be, wow. and uh, then you can integrate them into Slack, and uh, I agree, it's awesome. And you can just pop in your Slack, and you can pop in your Slack from your phone. When I when I take big trips, I just got back from Australia, and New Zealand, and you know mm. I didn't want to take my email with me uh, because mm. it's intrusive. So I left my email. I put an away message on my email, but I did bring my Slack. So like the important things, the people that I wanted to deal with. We're in Slack, and I was able to pull them up on my phone, but the the rest of them could wait. That's a fantastic idea. I, I can't wait to explore this more. I'm, I'm just hearing greater and greater things about it. <laughs> so thank you for the Upwork. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Good luck with it. What, so, what, what a world we live it's, it's like TaskRabbit for... Yes. Do you oh, use TaskRabbit? It's, it's on my phone, but I haven't really used it too much. But um, I know people who are complete, you know, devo- completely devoted to it, though. Any, yeah, anything you want... Uh, and there's a couple of these now, you know, you know, whether to clean your house or to mm-hmm. pick you up. I had a friend of mine that was speaking at a real estate conference and he didn't have time to get his coffee. So he went on TaskRabbit and he said, uh, stop by Starbucks and I want this sort of, you know, chai tea latte, <laughs> venti chai tea latte. And TaskRabbit person went out, got it, brought it to him on stage, like right to the back of the stage. I love um, it. And he oh. cost him like 15 bucks, you know, plus the cost of the coffee. It's, so, yeah. it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, um, Herman, yeah. you know, you've been doing this 15 years. You've, son- you've sold a ton of houses. Um, can you tell me about maybe a failure that you've had and uh, what we can learn from that failure so that everyone listening doesn't make the same mistake? Yes, I love this question. Um, I, I hate to keep harping back on this, but I'm, I'm going to use kind of a story. Um, there was a time when I was, I, I was eschewing anything social media, like Yelp, or so. I never, I didn't do any of that. I just, I just felt that my, my success spoke for itself. My track record spoke for itself. I had my my media presence was also strong enough to be a, a shield against anything. I was wrong. One day I wake up in my bed and I get a ping from my Google Alerts and I'm thinking, oh, great, it's going to be another fabulous article or, or you know, site about me somewhere. Um, I open it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's a Yelp review. But wait, I don't have a Yelp account at all. What? And then it's a one-star review. <laughs> I'm like, what? I started to freak out <laughs> because I realized this person just – Dismantled like like dismantled like seven years of my career at that time. In your All mind, yeah. Far. I thought to myself, what? And so I started researching myself, uh, researching the 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 name and what he was referencing. And he said all these lies. First of all, it was lies. He yeah. was like, oh, I I, dou- I double ended a deal which I didn't do. And he said that I I um 
I I used him as a, a wedge for other offer. It was just all it was like three pages of just like lies <laughs> and lies. And I just realized, wow. It sounds like I another mean, agent. I, I well, I found out who it was actually, but I mean, it, it, my my takeaway, my mistake was that I didn't realize that you your entire career, which is so reputation based nowadays, could be destroyed by one review, and it lives forever there. So I, what did I do? Right, I I analyzed the 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 post and I realized, oh, okay, he says it's on this particular address. So I looked up all of the offers that came on that listing of mine, and we had like sixteen offers, and. I know exactly who it was because he said in the Yelp review that I had promised him and his wife the house during the open house, mm. which doesn't make any sense. Who does that? Who promises a house during an open house to a random stranger, right? Right. But I had, I, I had here in this area. Not only do you have the offer, but you have their bank statements, you have proof of funds, you have their pre-approval letter, mm. you have their introductory love letter. So I knew everything about this person. So my my rebuttal was going to, well, first I called Yelp to see what they could do. They said, no, it's free speech. You can't, we can't change it. Sorry. Mm. And then I tried to call his agent and say, hey, if you have any pull with this client of yours, can you please just ask him to reconsider? Because call this off is the just dogs, bad. Please. Right. Um, but my, my last, my last, you know, attempt was going to be, I was going to have to reply. And in my reply, I was going to say, oh, thank you for writing and sharing your thing. I, I was going to out him his full name, his kids' names. I said, oh, I remember you. I know you work at so-and-so hospital and your wife's so-and-so because I knew everything about them from the letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was going to hope to just kind of like appease and you know, just rebuttal them in a very polite way, but in the same time. Right. Let them out, know that you know who he out, is. Out right. them everywhere and, and hopefully they would just take the review down. But so when I was about to like post that, for some reason, the Yelp review was gone. Mm. And I think what happened was it got flagged. <laughs> Because apparently he had posted like five reviews the same day, all like one star. I'm sorry, all five star and one sentence. But mine was one star and three pages. So I think they thought it was just some type of jilted customer who created an account to, you know, destroy me. But all that to say, I, you know, afterwards, I immediately started to like log into all the social media sites and review sites to make sure I, I locked down my, my name. because Your reputation. <laughs> My reputation, it's reputation management. I just, I just thought I was so like, just invincible that I, I, I mean, I, I just didn't realize how fragile things are nowadays. And um, yeah, I think you, you can, have, you can probably do like Google um, alerts. There's, there's services too that you can get alerts where you're alerted when your name Herman Chan comes up, you get an email, right? And well, that's how I found. Oh, out that's how you found out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I woke up one day and I got a Google alert on my phone, and usually there are glowing reviews about something or somewhere about me, and then I that's why I freaked out when I saw this thing. <laughs> um, so I mean, I I really, I I just I. Just never believe that your, your success does not protect you at all. I mean, <laughs> and your reputation can turn in a minute. And I just want to, that was my mistake. And I just wish every agent out there will just manage their reputation. You must be proactive. You must procure reviews. Even if you have one bad review, sometimes it's true. Sometimes you did mess up. That's okay. But if it's buried amongst hundreds of other reviews, that's okay. You know, you, you have to just be proactive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just have to get... Um, you just have to get more good one, more five stars to pile up on it because Yelp is good and bad. It's good in that, you know, there is some protection from people drinking the uh, haterade like that guy. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> but but at the same time, if you have someone that had a good experience and they put it on Yelp and they've never they have exactly. a brand new Yelp account or never really given many Yelp reviews, they won't publish it. They'll be like, eh, maybe maybe they're hater aid or a fake uh, lover. You know what I mean? Like fake right. lover of Herman exactly. Chan. So exactly. it doesn't count either. So here's another thing. You're correct. Yelp has these algorithms, and they're always changing them too. So you know, if my clients don't have, or my whoever doesn't have a Yelp account, I ask them to post in uh, my Google reviews. Google reviews anyone can post, and Google, as you know, owns you know everything and everything. So um, when people look you up, that will also pop up as well, and it will also. And most people don't actually have Google reviews for some reason in real estate agents. That's like a really underutilized thing, but it carries a lot of weight because Google's everywhere, and, and so not only do you want to focus on Google and and, and uh, Yelp, I just think your general postings on your Instagram or on your Twitter or your Vine, they should all be testimonials in a way. Because even though you're not getting asking for a testimonial from someone, what you post is actually a representation of who you are. And so people will read like, your last like six posts about something on your Instagram, and they should make sense. <laughs> they should somehow revert back somehow that you are in real estate. Not that you're selling things, because that's so like, ugh, use car salesman type thing, right? But say, <laughs> it, it, it should always be, people should always know who you are like within like the first six images <laughs> and what you do. And it should be just like, yeah. oh my God, I'm in an inspection and I, and I, and I came across a, a skunk and now I stink or something funny, but it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I get it. She's in real estate. She's working. And, yeah, but it's not right. about, oh, here's my new listing. Come, you know, open house. It, great buy. Won't last long. I mean, like, right. So Make it almost like indirect, that. you know, almost, uh, you know, subtle. You know, yeah, yeah, humorous yeah. and subtle. So, and subtle. I love it. Well, well, listen, Herman, <laughs> this this has been great. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. You're, I love the fact that uh, you're giving so many people inspiration as a solo agent. You know, we have a lot of agents that come on that are teams and and building teams, and I have a lot of listeners that are solo agents. So, uh, Herman is somebody you guys want to look up to and definitely stay in touch with. I'm going to put all of Herman's information on hybendigital.com backslash Herman Chan, that's C-H-A-N, and everything that we talked about today will be in the show notes on hybendigital.com backslash Herman Chan. And Herman, if I'm ever in the San Francisco Bay Area, I will definitely look you up and uh, we can break some bread together. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been so fun. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And... If you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.